to rebrand playing the church comms game. Today we're going to take you behind the scenes of one of the hosting conference's premier departments, Congregational Development and Church Revitalization. Like many things in hosting, Congregational Development is working on its next chapter. From mission and vision statements to a new name and new branding, this department is revisioning what it can be doing to help the churches in Holston reach their greatest potential. We're excited to have the Director of Congregational Development with us today, Reverend Dr. Susan Arnold. Susan, thanks so much for being on the pod, and thanks for allowing us to take our listeners on this backstage pass. Well, Tim and Ben, it is a joy and a delight to be with you all, and uh, just a gift um, to be able to come and kind of talk and share a little bit about congregational development and um, where we see God moving us and and some things that we hope to um, join God in as we go into this new year. We just finished up annual conference, and uh, you were one of the reports at the end of the day at annual conference, and Ben and I were talking about it uh, both on the podcast and off air. That was one of our favorite uh, reports. We were really, really excited about what you said and the the direction congregational development is headed. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what's going on and and what we can do to to help you out. Well, well, thanks. I tell you, it was a little intimidating, honestly, to to get up and give the report after uh, Donna Mosby and United Women of Faith and her celebration woohoo moment. And then <laughs> Daniel Goodman and his phenomenal report when we looked at an annual conference and saw all the youth and um, young adults and veteran adults, all of everyone who was standing as a result of how youth ministry in Holston has um, impacted their lives. And so to follow, uh, uh, and Kim Goddard gave a beautiful uh, yeah. cabinet report to follow mm-hmm. all of that, right? I was a little... Um, Little, little bit anxious there, but um, uh, just to 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 see all the wonderful places God is moving through Holston, such a such a gift. But um, yeah, so um, to stand before the people of Holston Conference and begin to talk about what church might look like and how we can dream together with God and and begin to see where is God moving and how can we join God in ministry um, and that church can look different than what. Um, than what maybe we have historically thought it to look like. Um, but it has the same anchors. There's prayer and worship and focus on God and growing in our discipleship and uh, evangelism and outreach. So having those foundational components and carrying those with us into the world and creating uh, churches as we go um, and having church as we've known it to be, uh, it, th- that's exciting to me. Yeah. I wonder, you know, we we talk all about rebranding and and as a conference we're talking all about next chapters and and what the future looks like in congregational development on the local church level, your department is all about rebranding. That's that's your mission. On the conference level, um how are you going about rebranding the way that you do the work of congregational development? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks. Uh, one of the ways we are working on that is actually going to actually be rebranding uh, our name. Um, and, and we are working on that with some of our, our committees talking about who are we now and how do we communicate who we are and where God is calling us to be at a conference level so that, you know, when I, across this past year, when I've talked about congregational development and revitalization, people will smile, look at me and nod their head up and down. And then they go, well, that sounds really cool. But what does that mean? Um, mm. 
So trying to rebrand in a way that people can actually know who we are from our name is one of the ways that congregational development is really working to rebrand at a conference level. And so we are working on what does that look like so that when we go as team members and as I go into congregations as the director um, and I tell them what department I'm working in, that they will know, oh, that's what you all do. You all are about new people and new places and planting new things and helping churches renew and revitalize. And so we have found that um, just rebranding from the name standpoint is very, very important. Um, From there, we're looking at rebranding with a new website coming out uh, the 1st of July. Uh, That will also reflect our mission and vision of uh, planting churches for new people in new places um, and renewing and revitalizing. So um, those are two ways that we're rebranding. The the third, I would say, is just being in connection with people and being in relationship with them and, you know, really talking to them about um, not so much the name of who we are, but being who we are when I'm preaching and when I'm having conversations with people and when I'm listening to people, um, really trying to exude the brand, right? Exude who we are called to be so that when I walk away from a conversation, even if they can't remember the name of my my title, (laughs) um, that, that, that the conversation will be branded upon their heart, mind, and soul. And they'll know um, whether they can remember the name, my, my title or not, they'll know, Hey, she's about planning new spaces for new people. And that's where we're trying to head. That's fantastic. So you have been in this position for the Holston Conference for about a year, but if I understand correctly, your experience goes way beyond that. Can you tell us a little bit about what all you've done leading up to uh, becoming the director? Sure, sure. I I don't know how far you want me to go back, so I'll go back. (laughs) I'll go back pretty far, and um, I'll try not to to make it go too too far too long. Um, I was actually gifted to Pioneer. Um, the very first uh, developer position within a district. Um, it was a grant position. Uh, it was for two years. And um, in that time, I helped um, develop a, a rethink ministry team. I, I helped to work with, I was a part of that team, kind of part of the development with that. Um, I also helped uh, to plant a brand new church. I helped plant recovery ministry um, and, and kind of see that move and grow. Um, we, we've uh, developed a prayer team as a part of all of that uh, that started with three people. And by the time we finished with that, uh, we had um, over 68 people that were a part of that prayer team. And over um, within just a year, it grew that fast. And so those were some some of the first seeds God planted in my heart that really um, set my heart on fire uh, for for church renewal and church planting. Uh, then I worked with um, Next Steps uh, and worked with them a little bit on their consulting of churches and how to renew churches. And then um, from there, as I entered into parish ministry and, and, you know, kind of we lost the grant money ran out. So we kind of I had transitioned back into the local church. But um, my heart and passion never stopped for um for church renewal and church planting and fresh expressions of ministry. So um, about three years ago, I actually uh, started a a doctoral program that was, uh, that took all of those worlds. It was 
church renewal, church revitalization, fresh expressions, and church planting. And so for the past three years, um, that passion has been reinvigorated within me. And uh, I have been studying, I have been visiting and been immersed um, with some of the best uh, top pioneers in, in those fields um, and been able to really, uh, really study under some, some phenomenal practitioners. So um, that has been just amazing. And so I did, I did a project around helping community churches come together as, a, as collaborative partners and plant a fresh expression as a team that would benefit a community and would benefit the congregations that would be working in a partnership. So that's kind of how all of that culminated as far as uh, these past three years. Thanks for asking. Well, it's been a, it's been a joy to have you on staff and be around for the the final final time as you work towards that that um, that doctorate. I think you are well known around the conference as a as a strong person of prayer, and in your report you talked about how the work that you do is incomplete if it's not woven throughout with prayer among all parties involved. Would you talk about emphasis that you place on prayer in the way you go about doing the work of your ministry? You know, we all find ourselves um, in a place within the church that none of us have ever been before. Um, we could go back 10 years and we could say the same thing, right? Every, every new day, every new year in ministry is a place we've never been before. And the only person that can really see and know what lies behind us, what is right with us, and what lies in front of us is God. Um, and so as co-laborers with God in ministry, uh, that's always where I encourage people to begin. Because if we have an adaptive situation, an adaptive problem that we've never been in and we don't know how to move forward, um, God always has the focus and the answer. And so really uh, being intentional about seeking God in prayer and then listening, um, really providing space to listen for where where is it we hear God moving? Where is it God is revealing? Um, that That's just always been my beginning spot. So one of the things that you talked about was a goal of 25 new worship experiences, holy experiences, uh, new churches in that report. And I, I, I tell you, my, my eyes just kind of watered up a little bit because I'm, I'm really, really excited about this. What do you have in mind? And if someone wanted to be a part of this, how would they get started? Yeah, so I like to think about it as holy experiments, like you said, um, because, you know, when you start an experiment, you may have a hypothesis that you know how it's going to turn out. And sometimes it turns out better than you could imagine. But you, in an experiment, uh, my background is uh, science. I have a passion for teaching science. So um, I'll tie that in there. Um, so, um, you know, when you set up an experiment, you, you have all these variables, but you don't know how it's going to turn out. But you always learn something, right? And whether the experiment goes the way you hope it to go or whether it goes differently, you still have a learning that happens that you can carry with you to the next holy experiment. And so some of the holy experiments that I I have heard already turning and churning in Holston is dinner church, um, planning, planning dinner churches for people who are not current church goers. Another one that I'm hearing beginning to bubble up is Recovery Church, which is a little different than mm. Celebrate Recovery. It's actually a worship service that's focused on um, the 12 steps and focused on recovery. 
Um, the other place is a multicultural um, kind of fresh expression that's bubbling up in in and around the Chattanooga area. Uh, that that's another strong one that keeps continuing to. Um, I keep getting questions asked about that one, and then um, Messy Church. Messy Church is another. Uh, that one's more intergenerational uh, children and uh, family, more of a children and family model of church, and that one is bubbling up and. Um, house churches, uh, or or more of a Wesleyan band group, uh, is is kind of the other one, and those are the those are the ones that I'm hearing uh, as I as I'm listening to God in prayer, and as I'm listening to Holston, uh, the people of Holston begin to talk. Those are the ones that, as I walked away from conference, I was taking notes, and those were the ones that seemed to be these uh, satellite beacons of light that keep popping up. Um, across Holston. Um, ways to get involved, you can always reach out to myself uh, or or one of our team members that, you know, you can do that via our uh, emails. And, and mine is susanarnold at holston.org. So you're welcome to reach out to me that way. Uh, we have a couple of training events coming up. Uh, August 18th through the 19th, there will be a dinner church simulation at the worship conference. And that'll be, you know, for people who are wanting to, to take a, a next step and really experience dinner church. Um, what we'll do is we'll experience dinner church. We'll come in and pretend that, hey, this is not our church community. We, you know, we we're not we are an unchurched person and um, we're going to sit down and have a meal and experience church around the dinner table. And then we'll we'll kind of have some training and talking after we, we have that simulation. Um, August 16th in the Chattanooga area, we will have a Reimagine Holston event. And that'll be for people who um, maybe want more information, don't understand what fresh expressions are. Um, but also if people who um, they know what a fresh expressions are, but they want to be able to take what they know and go to the next level. This is a great training to come. So it, it, it hits a wide variety of people, uh, but it will you'll be able to walk away with some tools um, with a with actually a ministry action plan where you could actually begin to um, gather a team and begin to try to dream and flesh out a fresh expression in your own community. Um, and then September 16th, there will be uh, in the Southwest Virginia area, we're going to host a rural uh, Appalachia church fresh expression training. And that one's really designed for our smaller membership churches, um, really to help them um, dream again and think about um, how is it that we can plant a fresh expression um, you know, a lot of times I've heard congregations say we're small and we're tired and we just don't know how to dream. This is the best place to come. You will walk away with inspired with dreams and steps that you actually can do together. So those are just a few things that are on the horizon that I'm really excited about. Uh, to help people take next steps in Holston together. We're excited to to see what comes from those events and and everything else. I have one more question. As churches are hearing all this talk about fresh expressions and and some new opportunities for them to learn what they are, how they could get involved, is every church right to start a fresh expression or or what needs to be around in their 
environment or in their context to make them a viable environment to start a fresh expression? Oh, that's a great question. If there are people who have a passion burning inside of them and God is stirring within them, then they are ready and ripe for a fresh expression. The size of church doesn't matter. The amount of money the church has doesn't matter whether um, they have a whole lot of money in the budget to start new things or zero money in the budget to start new things. Um, really, it is being fanned by the passion of God in their heart to love God and to love their community. Uh, that That's it. Just to be available to do that is all it takes to be able to create a fresh expression. It's not it won't it will not be about money. It won't be about size of church. It won't be about, um, well, we don't have any rooms or any place to hold a fresh expression because oftentimes they are created in the community. And so mm-hmm. heart and a passion and a love for God and God is stirring something inside of you and um, you find your place in a place in the community, then you can begin. So that's, I love that. yeah, I love that about fresh expressions, right? It's, it's for, it's for everybody and it's, and it's not, not only for the pastor, it's not only for laity, um, kind of like I shared in, in my report, it, it's for us all. It's, it's everybody. It takes us all together to do it. Yeah. Can you, give, can you give us a few examples of some of the most off-the-wall fresh expressions that you've heard about? Oh, so I have a friend, um, a, a dear, dear friend and mentor in Florida who has a tattoo parlor church. Wow. Yeah, yeah, tattoo parlor church, and and um, and um, you know they meet in the tattoo parlor. Sometimes, sometimes the members of the church are being tattooed. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just meeting in the tattoo parlor in the lobby area, and they're having church. And then people coming in and out getting tattoos are always invited to be a part of church. Um, so that's one. Um, another one is Dog Park Church. There was a retired gentleman who um, was trying to wrestle with this idea of God is calling me to make disciples of Jesus, but I don't, I don't know how or where. And um, he was retired. He was taking his dog to the dog park every day. And um, as he was praying about it, God said, here. And so um, it's called Pause of Praise. And AWS, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and they will have prayer, and they will read uh, a scripture together, and then they will walk their dogs, and their dogs will play in the dog park, and they meet faithfully every week um, in in the dog park, and and they have church there. So there was one uh, a surfboard, surfboard church, church that we had heard about that is in the UK, and um, you know it was a small church; it was dying, and. They knew they needed to pivot and do something new to be relevant and to stay in ministry in their community. What they had, one of their greatest assets was uh, the shore, the shoreline. They were right there on the beach. And so they they planted a church that is a surfer's church. And mm. people come from all over that, uh, you know, bring friends that are not churched, uh, do not know Jesus. And uh, they they are able to bring them to uh, surfboard church and to experience church there. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And I can't wait to hear some of the off the wall, fresh expressions that are started in Holston this year. And as we go on. Yeah, me too. Let me, let me share one more. Um, my friend, my friend Luke Edwards in Western North Carolina, 
He does Dad's Day Out. And so uh, dads uh, and their kids gather and they have church and, and they do play date, whatever that is for that week. Um, but it's a real intentional way for, for dads to support each other, to grow in their parenting and to grow in their discipleship together. And so that's another that's more of a ch- children's based one that has come out Um Awesome. Well, friends, that's going to do it for today. Susan, thank you so much for being our guest. And we're looking forward to checking back in throughout the year to see all the things God is doing through you and congregational development. Listeners, please be sure to check out the congregational development website on Holston.org when it launches on July 1st. We want to say thanks for listening today. And if you haven't already done so, we hope you will subscribe to Rebrand wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you next time when we talk about long-distance communications and relationships. Take it easy, friends. Bye.